0: Thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Berklow and Alex Collins.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I'm your host, Ryan Berklow. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Alexander Collins. Hey, Ryan. Good to be with you today. Good seeing you, bud. Um, yeah. It's been a uh, interesting couple months <laughs> uh, with everything that's going on. Oh, to say the least, my friend, to say the least. And I'm sure our listeners are thinking the exact same thing. So uh, what what we want to do for, for our new listeners, let's start there, right? For our new listeners, this is a show uh, for naturopaths to help you think about your money and your practice to build your practice uh, efficiently as possible. Um, And that's not just only the financial side of things, that's just how do you do it as efficiently as possible, taking into consideration everything, just like you do with your practice and your patients, looking at everything holistically. We bring the holistic conversation around how are you building your practice? So we appreciate you hopping on, we appreciate you listening to us, whether or not you're in your car, or, you know, I was actually mowing my lawn the other day and listening to a podcast. So uh, we appreciate your listening.
2: Or out on a run or well, however, out on a hike, however you're, uh, however you listen to podcasts, right?
1: Exactly. And and today, you know, it, with our experience working with, with naturopaths, it, A, we love it, uh, but B, there are things that we're taking away that we are sharing inside of this this episode and this podcast so that you all can get some value and action steps to look at your personal situation both business and personally and and be able to make it better and today's topic is i think everyone's favorite topic alex <laughs> today's yes. topic is what if you got sick or injured, or what, what if you couldn't show up to work tomorrow? How would that affect you personally and financially? Well, how and would that affect your practice? It, yeah, more importantly, the practice, exactly. And so this is a topic of conversation that we bring up almost initially in almost every one of our, our, our clients' process, if you will and it's extremely important and we always start with the question what's your greatest financial resource and we get we get a lot of answers actually from that and i think they they miss the the key term there being resource and not asset
2: yeah for for most of our naturopathic clients though they they really do get that their practice is, is their most important or most precious financial resource now it may not quite be for the reasons that they think of Um, i mean they think of it as something that they've uh, poured a a whole bunch of money sweat you know blood tears etc into to build Um, and while that's 100 percent accurate it's actually the the income that comes from the practice you know think about how much time energy and effort you spent growing your knowledge to be able to to become a naturopathic physician Um, and on top of that all of the blood sweat tears etc that you put into building your practice you know and so for for our naturopathic physician clients you know it's really kind of twofold
1: and a lot of you see what can happen to someone's health and and how and how quickly it can occur. And this isn't a scare tactic by the way. It sounds like we're coming in like <laughs> you should be afraid. It's not about that. It's more of look you all went to school and you spent a lot of money for that schooling. You all have your as Alex said your blood, sweat and tears going into your practice and what you're trying to build and help people with. And the one thing that is a key ingredient in all this for you to continue your practice and help you build it is protecting the very thing that's going to help you grow and from a financial aspect that financial resource is the cash flow from your practice that income aspect. And the last thing we want is, you know, we always say protect from worse threats first. Well, it's hard to beat a threat of not being able to go in and do your job. Right. Right and, and help people with that. so so let's start there. So long-term disability is what we're talking about specifically for this this episode um, that sometimes gets confused with short-term disability. So Alex, why don't we start with the definition or the difference between the two?
2: Sure, uh, and, and you started to address it uh, in, in your introduction to this, Ryan, and, and that is the, the worst threats need to be addressed first and you know if we talk about you know what's a bigger threat your income going away for a short period of time or your income going away for a long period of time it, it it's pretty clear right that income going away for a long period of time is way more detrimental than for a short period of time when we talk about short term disability we're normally talking about anywhere from the day after something occurs whether it's an injury or an illness or whatever else on up to somewhere in the neighborhood of 90 to 180 days. Like most of the definitions top out at around 365 days or one year, um, and then most of the time, your your long-term is going to dovetail into whatever the definition of your short-term is. Um, most of the time, that's 90 days or 180 days. Uh, there's some minor differences as far as like why we would want one versus the other, we're not going to address those today but you know long term is going three months or more without having a paycheck um, and making sure that we're replacing as much of that paycheck as possible
1: yeah there the the thought of um, when we talk about replacement of our income unfortunately we can never get full replacement of our income with these long-term disability policies because the insurance company actually wants their their uh, policyholders motivated to go back to work.
2: Yeah, they don't wanna give you an incentive to go find a large rock in the backyard and drop it on your foot or leg or whatever else.
1: Right, so typically you can get 60 to 70% of your income covered. Um, now the structure of the policy, it could be tax-free coverage or it could be taxable, depends on how you structure it. Um, but you know, you're never gonna be able to fully replace that income. But what would you rather have? Zero replacement or seventy percent replacement? And that's a rhetorical question. I've yet to meet someone that's at zero unless they're on <laughs> the verge of retirement. And even then they still want income and they just need their assets to turn into right. it. So, so yeah, that's the difference between it,
2: Go ahead, Alex. Even if we just take uh even if we just take an incremental step forward and, you know, replace as opposed to replacing zero, you know, that's still a massive step in the right direction. Now, when when we start talking about this stuff, like the first thing that we usually care about is making sure that it's going to fit within whatever you're trying to accomplish. And then from there, we want to have as much coverage as you can possibly get and then after that, we're going to worry about, you know, some of the other minor details like how long the benefits for and things of that nature. We would rather have the right amount of coverage that's going to allow you to survive through the through the loss of income, um, you know, ideally all the way until retirement. But uh, secondarily, for as long as we can you know, secure the coverage for. So that's it, so let's there's talk there's about- very much an art to creating this, these things as, as opposed to just, uh, you know, having it be science.
1: Right. And there's two main different types of policies. One we'll call group coverage and one we'll call personal coverage. Um, the group coverage is commonly uh, used for when you've got uh, several employees and it's essentially it's a policy that's covering all the employees or they each have their own style of policy inside of that that group coverage. And then the other style is your own personal policy that you own, right? So if you leave the company or leave or go somewhere else, that policy still stays with you.
2: Yeah. um, The the biggest difference between the two of them is the, the individual policy is going to be much more tailored, much more customizable for you in your particular situation. As a result, we wind up with much stronger definitions inside of, disability um, inside of the contract um, unlike some of the other insurances in out there uh, life insurance car insurance life insurance you're either alive or you're not auto insurance your car is either damaged or it's not there aren't as many different nuances or differences in the definition whereas with disability okay, if you can't do your job, but you can do a job, are you considered disabled? Most group contracts, the answer is, for the first two years, you're considered disabled. At the end of two years, if you can work, you're no longer considered disabled. And so the, I mean, for most of our physician clients, um, they, they really don't like that definition. And so as a result, we try and get, personal contracts that wind up with a much stronger definition uh, of disability that protects their income significantly better.
1: It's a huge ingredient um, when you have gone to school and, and you are now a physician and you might have a specific area of practice. Wh- when you are the expert in that arena, you want to protect that expertise and the, and the cash flow that comes from that expertise and so this is why the the personal policy specifically around the definition of disability is so important.
2: a hundred percent like we need to make sure that we're protecting your ability to earn a paycheck um, and and really the only way to do that is to to make sure that it's specific to how you're earning a paycheck
1: so that goes into the design of the policy and 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 that that does take a little bit of Well, not a little, but it takes a lot of knowledge to understand what is the area of expertise, what is the definition, how do we best structure the policy, you know, when should we get the policy in force, how long does the policy last? There's a bunch of stuff that goes involved with that, because to Alex's point earlier, with life insurance, you're dead or you're not, this is a much different (laughs) conversation.
2: Yeah, one there's there's some nuances to to some life insurance as well, but at its basic components, like there, there's not a whole lot of different definitions. Um, whereas with disability, there's a whole heck of a lot of different definitions. Um, and the the you know it's important to know the language uh, of the the different carriers and which carrier does well for what circumstances and what situations. Um, you know there's there's all disability coverage is not created equal. Um, there's you know some significant differences in uh, both cost and coverage uh, based upon like what care you're using and like how you actually
1: design a policy. Right. And, and we're not saying that everything should be um, one or the other. We're just having you understand what the difference is. A, a group mm-hmm. policy can definitely be an aspect of the coverage oftentimes the personal policy is the more important policy because as we're explaining, there's not as much um, uh, strictness or the definition, the language of the policy is better on the personal side because it is more strict on the language versus the group policy is so open that if you don't hit, unless you're completely disabled, it's not gonna pay and so that's why that's why we want to look at the difference between it and how much of your your income do you want protected one way versus the other
2: yeah and but by, by better you mean better for the clients as opposed to better oh, yeah. for the insurance company yeah um we we want to we want to put the insurance company on the hook as much as we can where they can't modify or change the contracts uh they they can't there's no wiggle room in the language inside of the contracts and the the, the language matters quite a bit in terms of like what the definition is, when they pay, how they pay, all of those fun details. Um, I, I use the term fun fairly facetiously there. Um, nobody enjoys reading the details of it, but uh, at the same time, uh, it's important to understand the the differences between the policies um, you know, because there there can be quite a bit of difference. And uh, the last thing in the world that we want to have happen is to, to get a surprise when it comes time to actually use the policy. If we wind up in a claim situation, we don't want to find out at that point that the contract isn't exactly what we thought it was. Uh, we want to make sure that we know all the details ahead of time. Uh, and by we, I really mean the client understands what they're doing and why they're doing it. Uh, you and I know all of the ins and outs of these policies. But at the same time, it's important to make sure that the client understands like what the differences are. Um, And and sometimes it can make a sizable difference in terms of uh, uh, structure and and, like how easy it is come claims time, how challenging or difficult it is, how much we have to fight with the insurance company.
1: Yeah. And to go back to your, your point around cost, I'll give a, a quick example that I always like to share is we could design a policy, if you're wanting the cheapest policy out, policy out there, we can design a policy where you have to be standing in a cornfield, it can be, it has to be 1150 at night, it has to be a blue moon and a shooting star, and if you get disabled at that exact moment, the policy pays. Or we can design a policy that is, if you can't do your job as it is today, no matter what the cause, the policy pays. Now between those two policies, which one do you think would be the least expensive?
2: <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. So, and, and and you know the the first one about in the cornfield, blue moon. Like I know I'm saying that jokingly, but I'm I'm being serious at the same time because policies are out there that covers you where you have to meet, you have to be completely disabled and completely disabled. I, would, you know, might be Social Security's definition. And I don't know about you. Yeah. No, no. I wouldn't want the social security definition or I wouldn't want to rely on social security because that would be the last thing I'd want to deal with at the the time that I am sick or injured and can't work.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, I've read some statistics like uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 60 to 70% of social security disability claims get denied the first time around. You basically just carte blanche. Um, You know, there's an entire like legal profession built around uh, protecting your disability rights versus social security um, that only exists because it's challenging to go ahead and qualify for um, and it's not clear uh, that's why the attorneys get involved uh, but uh, it's something where we, we want to try and take that away as much as possible or at least make sure that you understand like what what coverage you have and how it works um, to, to make sure that we're going into things with eyes wide open
1: Yep. So, the takeaways from today's episode is understanding, you know, what your greatest financial resource is, and that's the cash flow or the income the practice provides. Two, are you protecting that that cash flow from the worst threats? And in this example, we're talking about being sick or injured and can't go in to do your job. And then three, what's the di- what type of policies are out there and how much of your income and how strong of a contract you want to protect that income? Absolutely. So, so make that sure, leads
2: uh, perfectly into our question of the day. Exactly. The, uh, question of the day is, how much of your income have you protected already?
1: So make sure you head to holistic-finance.com. And at the bottom there, you can answer our question of the day, or you can uh, as well as uh, send us any, any questions you have that you would like us to talk about on the episode here. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Feel free to share this with your friends and, and, and comrades and, and you know other, other partners in your firm or your practice, because if this is valuable to you, this might be valuable to them. So we appreciate that. And as always, Mr. Collins
0: Guardian and subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax legal or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk Securities Products and Advisory Services offered through Park Avenue Securities, MEMBRA, MEMRA, SIPC. Financial representatives at the Guardian, Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities